It's lovely to be here uh, in Buxton. We've had a lovely time. Do thank the Buxton family for their welcome. They've left us their house in impeccable condition and made us feel very, very welcome. So thank you to the Bustons. We had a lovely time looking around Buxton yesterday afternoon and it did rain, so that was nice. Um, so uh, we're, we're loving being here. And it's lovely um, to be able to, to talk, to preach as well, because we benefit so much from you, uh, from your prayers. It's a real, real privilege uh, for us as a family to be prayed for by you and to be supported as well. And um, so it's wonderful to be able to give something back. Um, so thank you for that uh, privilege uh, today. If you could have Revelation 7 open before you, that'd be wonderful. Uh, page 1,238. And I wonder, let's pray um, that the Lord would help us to understand his word. Let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this vision that John gets of your forever people. Please help us to be excited by that, encouraged by that, and to live that now as we look forward to the end. And we pray this for Jesus' sake. Amen. So if you, I don't know whether this works, might work, um, if you were to have a VIP all-access pass for something in your life, in the world, what would you like to see inside of? I've been having a little think. What would, it, what would be nice for you to be able to see inside of it? I thought maybe a sweetie factory. Who would like to visit a sweetie factory, a chocolate factory? Yeah, got one here, yeah. Chocolate factory, we've got some, yeah, yeah. Bigger children uh, that would like that as well. And, uh, and maybe you'd be able to test, oh, look at that, look at that. Would you be able to test them at the end? See how they're made, the secrets behind how they make sweeties and be able to get one each, and that would be so fun. Maybe sweeties not really your thing. Maybe you'd like to go to the most amazing football stadium in the world. Where do you think that is? Anfield. It's not Anfield. Um, it, it, is, it is in Barcelona. It's in Barcelona. The, the Camp Nou. Exactly, exactly. So maybe you could go there. Maybe you could see, meet the players behind the scenes and even walk on the turf, kick the football into the goal. Or maybe you'd love to be at a concert and be able to meet the band and go behind um, the scenes. Well, in this passage, John gets a VIP all-access pass to see behind the scenes of history, what's going on in heaven right now. He sees it and he writes it down to encourage us. So we're going to look together at this passage in Revelation chapter 7. We're going to see four fantastic facts about God's forever people. Four fantastic facts. Are you ready? We're going to do a little quiz at the end. Four fantastic facts. So let's start. First fantastic fact is that God's people are from all nations. God's people are from all nations. Now, do you know what a nation is? A country, different countries. God's people are not just from one country. We heard that with Dexter and Dexter's friend, Daisy. We heard that before, didn't we? That God's people are not just English. God's people are from all countries. Let's have a read of that verse in verse 9 again. Look at what John says with his VIP access pass. He says, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, every country, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before 
the Lamb. There's a huge crowd of people before Jesus, the Lamb, and before God. Now, I'd like to put your hand up here if you're English, if you're from England. Put your hand up. Do you like being English? Yeah, it's all right. Um, and is there anyone here who's not from England? A few people. Where are you from? Nigeria. Brilliant. A Welshman. Fantastic. Proud to be Welsh? I hope so. Anyone else? Yeah, Belgium? Okay, Caleb, sorry. Belgium. Brilliant. Do you like being from Belgium? Yeah. Anyone else? Anyone else not from England? Okay, that's right. After beating us in the rugby, you've done very well. Um, and so God's people, not just from one country, but from every country in the world. The place where we are in the town, Louvain la Neuve, there are 127 nationalities in that town. 127. People from 127 countries live in that town. And before the throne of God, there's even more. There's even more. And who, who speaks English as their first language here? You all like speaking English, I imagine. Lovely language. Who speaks another language? Anyone brave enough to... We heard some very good um, languages from, from the front here. Yeah, what language do you speak? German. Could you say hello to us in German? Oh, very good. Very good. Anyone else? Yeah. Go on then. Whoa, with the accent as well. Amazing. Anyone else? Yeah. Wow, look at that. People from every nation, John says, and every tongue. That means every language. There'll be people around the throne. God's forever people are from every country and every language. How amazing is that? How amazing is that? Sometimes we think that to be a Christian, to trust in Jesus, you have to look like we do or speak like we do. Not at all. God's people are from every country and every nation. God isn't an English God. He isn't a Western God. God is the God of all the nations, and his forever people is from all nations. He's going to save people from all over the world. So first fantastic fact, if you've got it clocked, God's people are from all nations. God's people are from all nations. Well, let's see what else John shows us in this passage. He says, God's people from all nations will praise him forever. So John gets this vision of what people are doing now around the throne if they die and go to be with Jesus. And what will they be doing when they meet God? Well, they'll be praising him forever. So I don't know if you can imagine going to Anfield or going to the new camp and you're, you're there and the whole thousands and thousands and thousands of people are chanting the name of Lionel Messi or Mohamed Salah, if that's the best player. Is that the best player in Liverpool? Yeah. They're just, they're, they're just passionately chanting their name because he's awesome. And what are God's forever people going to be doing for all eternity? Whose name are we going to be chanting? And why? But God and the Lamb, because they're awesome. So let's read verse uh, 10. Let's read verse 10 here. It said, They cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. They're singing about God. And about a lamb, God's the one who sits on the throne. He made everything and he's the one who saves us if we trust in Jesus. And God's people shout out with one loud voice, salvation belongs to our God. It's the most wonderful picture of nations coming together. We try it sometimes in the world, don't we? It doesn't sometimes end very well. Um, Think of the EU and the Brexit. Sometimes we don't get on in this world. United Nations, there's war all over the world. 
But here in God's forever family, people from every nation, tribe and tongue, all together with one loud voice, praising God. And he, that just makes us want to praise God because he's awesome. He's amazing. That makes us want to speak of him to other people, doesn't it? Only if we're persuaded how awesome Jesus is, we'll want our friends to know about him and others to know about him. We want them to cry out with a loud voice, Jesus is amazing. There's a book um, by John Piper called Let the Nations Be Glad, and he says in it, missions exist because worship doesn't. The reason we evangelize, tell people about Jesus, is so other people can start worshiping Jesus and joining God's forever family to praise God and the Lamb. People who live in your street who don't know Jesus, who could you pray for to start worshiping Jesus? We long for people to bow down and worship God with us. So first fantastic fact, what do we see? God's people is from every nation. Very good. Second fantastic fact, God's people from every nation will praise God forever. And let's see, how on earth do we get there? How can we be part of God's amazing forever people? Well, God's people from all nations are saved by Jesus' death. God's people from all nations are saved by Jesus' death. I don't know what your favorite item of clothing is, Maybe you're wearing it today. Maybe you've got it somewhere locked up at home for special occasion. Well, did you notice what God's forever people are wearing in this passage? In verse 9, we see it. What were they wearing? White robes. And and John's, John's... gets asked a question, verse 13. The elder says, well, these in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? And John's like, I don't know. You know. So he asks him. And so he says, verse 14, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Now, I've got a few things here. We've been on holiday for a few days in the Lake District. We went walking. It's one of my lifelong dreams to take my children walking in the Lake District. And guess what happened when I went walking in the Lake District? I fell over twice. Two walks two um, slides on my back, and if you ask my children later, I've got something nasty and green on my hand, you can ask them uh, what that was. So this, this is what, what, what it's like. Usually, maybe you send your children off to school and they come back like this, and you say, what have you done? There is no mud at school, and yet you are muddy. And maybe you feel like they look like this after PE. But the, the thing, and that's what we're like before God. Can you imagine every time we do something, when we think of ourselves first and not God or other people, it's like another splattering of mud on us. We were looking at a little verse last night with our kids. Um, James says, be slow to uh, anger and uh, quick to listen and slow to talk. And we were just thinking, wow, even if we just counted that up for a week, how much mud splattering would we have on our clothes? And yet only those who are pure white can enter into God's perfect presence. Um, I don't know if somebody could come and just hold this up for us here. Could somebody, um, do you want to, Monty, do you want to come with Caleb as well? Um, Sorry, thank thank you very much. Do you want to hold that up? Because we need to be in perfect white. We can't, God can't let sin in like this. So how do we go from this to sparkling white? How How does he do? Well, let's look at verse 14 again. It's really surprising, really surprising. He says, if there's any people that do washing, laundry in this room, you'll be very surprised in this verse. Um, it said, these are they who have come out of the great persecution. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. 
Very strange. Obviously, if you wash something red, in red, it doesn't come out white. But this is talking about Jesus dying on the cross. His blood was offered so that we could go from this, selfish and impure before God, to being perfect and without blemish in his sight, welcomed into his forever people. That is the miracle of Jesus' death on the cross. That's why we sang together, oh, the wondrous cross, washed in the blood of the Lamb, God's forever people, saved by the blood of Jesus. Thanks, boys. You can sit down. So three fantastic facts until now. So we've got first fantastic fact, God's forever people are from every nation. God's forever people will praise God forever. God's forever people are saved by Jesus' blood. And what will it be like to be in God's forever people forever? Let's look at those last verses together. God's people from all nations will live in his perfect new world forever. That's from verse 15 uh, to the end. It's amazing to be part of God's people now and before the throne if we die and go to be around the throne like these people. But I think at the end of this passage, John starts to see what's going to happen for all eternity in the resurrection, in the new creation. Because the verbs are in the future. It says there, before the throne of God, they serve him day and night in his temple. And what will God do? He who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger Never will they thirst. That's wonderful verses for my children. Very hungry, often find life very difficult. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. Maybe in Buxton you're thinking, well, I, you know, we'd, we'd like a bit more of that. Um, but he's saying there won't be any suffering anymore in the world. There'll be shelter. And verse 17, why is that? Because the Lamb, Jesus, at the center of the throne will be their shepherd he will lead them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There's a great song you can look at on YouTube later called We Have a Lamb by Speak Life, which takes this verse. People from every, every country, it's very beautiful. But God says that lamb, Jesus will be the shepherd, he will look after us and there will be no more tears. Maybe you're looking around at the world at the moment, you're just thinking, this just makes me want to cry and cry and not stop crying. There are things in your life which are just so hard. But what about this promise? Being part of God's forever people, God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. It's going to be so amazing. God's forever people. Four fantastic facts. You remember them? God's forever people are from every nation. God's forever people will praise God forever. God's forever people are saved by Jesus' blood. And God's forever people will live in God's perfect world. And that is the wonderful truth. That's, the, that's what's happening around the throne, God's forever people. And just a few thoughts as we close. What will that um, change for us? First question, a bit obvious, but are you part of God's forever people? Do you see how wonderful it is and to be part of this people that is saved by God, forgiven by God, loved more than you can ever imagine, and en route very, towards a perfect new world? With no suffering, pain? Have you accepted Jesus' death on the cross to be pure white before him? Not because you've done good stuff, not because you've been to church, but because Jesus has died for you. Have you accepted that? Are you part of God's forever people? And if you are, well, church is where we can see God's forever people now. Isn't that amazing? It changes the way we come to church. It's not just a little Buxton thing that's happening on Sunday morning. We're a little foretaste of God's forever people. And wouldn't it be wonderful if people from 
other nationalities more and more were brought in to God's forever people. And so we could think, how could you help people from every nation become part of God's forever people? Maybe there's people that you know that don't speak English. Maybe there's people that you know that aren't like you, that are different from you. Well, could you make a new friend? Could you speak to them, invite them over, invite them to church? How could people from other backgrounds come to be part of God's forever people here in Buxton? And lastly, how could you get involved in God's, building God's forever people beyond this country? us and other missionaries, that's wonderful. Do keep praying that God would save his forever people from all over the, over the globe. Pray for Louvain, Laneuve, pray for the Belgians, pray for those 127 nationalities that people will be saved. Join God's forever people. You give money as you do. You could come and visit someone. We love getting visits from people from partner churches. It's so encouraging for us. Do come across and say hi. See where we are and how you can be praying for us. You could read biographies of people who have gone, Hudson Taylor, William Carey, biographies of people in the past who have given their lives and gone abroad. Read a book on mission, John Piper's uh, Let the Nations Be Glad, so that would inflame your hearts uh, for mission. Could you learn a language? Maybe you're at school and you're learning French, or you might learn French or Spanish, and you're thinking, this is boring. But actually, if we could help other people become part of God's forever people through French, Spanish, German, Chinese, Japanese, wouldn't that be amazing? If your job lets you go abroad, could you think about that? If, if you could... If you have the gifts maybe for ministry to tell other people about Jesus, could you think about going to help another church in another country, help God's forever people be built now and as we look to eternity? We've seen behind the scenes John's VIP, all access pass into God's forever people. It's amazingly exciting that we can be part of that now and for all eternity. Let's pray and thank God. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Our dear Heavenly Father, how we thank you and praise you for your forever people. Thank you that you are saving people from every country, from every language. Thank you that you are uniting them in the blood of Jesus, washing us clean by his blood, to be able to stand in your presence now and forever. Thank you that we can praise you now and forever and call on others to praise you as well. And thank you for this wonderful new creation where you will wipe away every tear from our eyes. How we long to be there. And Father, please help us where we are, where you've placed us, to reach out to others so that other people might start to worship Jesus and be a part of your forever family. People that don't necessarily look like us or speak like us, but people who can be part of your forever family. And we pray this for your glory. Amen.